Hello everyone and welcome to the Village Halls podcast sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of Village Hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. As we know, nothing lasts forever. And recently, Upperporth Village Hall, which is located on the beautiful west coast of Wales towards the southern end of Cardigan Bay, took the bold decision to demolish their ageing 1930s building and create a new hall fit for the 21st century. Today I'm joined by a trustee of Upperporth Village Hall, Sue Lewis, who has bravely taken on the role of project officer for the new build and will be telling us about their plans some of the challenges they face, such as with funding, and what kind of difference they're all hoping the new hall will make to their community. Hi, Sue. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, hi, Johnny. Uh, thank you for having me. Nice to be here. Great. Now, tell me a little bit more about the village of Aberporth, uh, the old hall, and why you decided now is the right time to build a, a new hub for the community there. Right. Okay. Well, Aberporth, as you say, is is on the beautiful uh, west coast of West Wales. It's uh, a former sort of fishing village. Uh, now, of course, tourism is uh, is the biggest employer. It's a bilingual village, a mix of Welsh and English speakers. And the hall has been part of community life uh, since the 1930s. And we've been trying, believe it or not, for about 30 years, possibly even 40, to get a new hall because the <laughs> uh, the original hall, the old hall, is uh, a steel structure clad with asbestos. So uh, not the most insulated of properties. And yeah. uh, basically everyone in the village who uses the hall, you never take your coat off, not not unless it's 50 <laughs> degrees outside. So it's it's well overdue, well overdue. And we've, we've tried several times to do bids to rebuild the hall. But this bid, the heart of the community, looks at what we're providing. It's, yeah. it's not about the building. It's about what we're offering to the community. I think it's fair to say this is not going to be an inexpensive project. <laughs> is, is it, Sue? <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, at the moment, it stands at 1.1 million. We've had funding from uh, the National Lottery Community Fund and uh, the Welsh Government have uh, a fund called Community Facilities Programme. They're putting in uh, 250k, the lottery's putting in 450k. Over the decades, the Village Hall has tirelessly raised money. We've got 150k savings pot. Um, we're very lucky because in, in Aberporth, we have... Um, village hall land and we have two car parks and of course in the summer these are fantastic income raisers uh, people park there and donate uh, about three pounds a day and uh, that's really been the the baseline of our business plan for the new hall and I guess it's probably been quite a challenge um, going through the application processes and things like that for for the kind of funds, like you mentioned from the from the from the national lottery and so on. Uh, absolutely, it's uh, it's a fairly straightforward process, but you have to to have the vision to begin mm. with. Make sure that you bring in all the threads that funders are looking for, 
And our project, Heart of the Community, as I said, was all about the services we're going to offer inside. So it was all about how it's going to make a difference to the community. And uh, I'm sure if your listeners, if any of, any of them have done uh, grant funding applications, it's all about the community and how it will affect and change their lives. So it's no good putting in a bid saying we want to build a new fancy hall because you can have a building, but you won't have anything inside it. So, yeah, it was. Um, it basically has been a two-year process, believe it or not, since I, I first started on it because consultation is uh, is a big part of funding as well. So we had to go out there, do the legwork, asking the community what they thought. And and where are things at right now with the hall? I, I think you've you've just gone through. A demolition, haven't yes. you? Yes, <laughs> yes, we have. Um, in fact, uh, there is now a big hole <laughs> where where the hall used to be. It, it, everyone does a double take when they go past. So um, we we split the project into two. So the the demolition has been phase one, and mm-hmm. that's been funded by the Welsh government. The design. I mean, we couldn't have started this project at a worse time. Not only did we have COVID, Brexit, you know, everything you could think of. Building yeah. prices have spiralled, so the uh, the estimates we had for the the cost of the build two years ago are nowhere near what they are now. But yeah. we've we've just got to suck that up and and go with it. So so yes, so the Welsh government funded the demolition, and uh, we've been tweaking the design to try and bring the costs down. Mm-hmm. And one of our trustees uh, has been working very hard with with the architect on that. You know, it's uh, there has been a lot, a lot of behind the scenes work. They've taken out some of the steel to bring the price down. We're going to be potentially able to phase it so that the rather nice glazed entrance can be an add-on later on when funds allow. So we've done everything possible to future-proof it. But now the fact we've demolished the hall, we are we are duty-bound <laughs> to replace it. So yeah. uh, work work has to go on. And and when are you, remind me, when are you hoping that everything will be completed? Right. Uh, we're hoping to get the builders. Um, tenders go out uh, this month. And we mm. hope to get the builders on site in early in the new year and uh, opening the hall doors uh, spring twenty three. And as as you know, with any building project, there are always hidden snags and hitches. But that is at the moment an achievable uh, program. And you're still catering, right, for the for the for the people in the village in in some ways, aren't you? Yes, this we've yeah. we've actually um, the heart of the community project was uh, it included things like being open longer hours. It included things like delivering a community fridge, a luncheon club. Well, we have a, a second community building. It's the former youth club that's run under the village hall umbrella, a much smaller building with um, basically a sports hall. And uh, we've moved everything over to that. And we we launched a community fridge uh, funded by Cunnel Acardi, which is um, basically remnants of European funding. So yeah. that's funded a six-month pilot project. We've managed to employ um, a very effective coordinator who's taken that forward. We've also had funding for a community garden, which um, volunteers are really enjoying getting their, uh, you know, getting dug into that. Yeah. And uh, we've also had uh, a bit of funding to roll out a, a digital club 
because um, the building, Canolvan Dufferin, has free Wi-Fi. And that is one of the um, outcomes we have for the new hall, is that we will have free Wi-Fi available to everyone. They can drop in, use use the internet, um, have a cup of tea. It's, it's basically what we've said in the bid. It's going to be a warm and welcoming community hub. Community fridge for anyone out there who who isn't sure what one of those. One of those. Oh, Tell right. me a little well, bit more about fant- it. Fantastic. I mean, it's a, a UK wide project, and if uh, any hall is thinking, should we do this? I would say yes, because yeah. um, what it's about is about stopping food waste. Now, supermarkets throw out tons of perfectly good food. You know, the date is uh, the use by or the sell by date. So we have collections arranged with our local supermarkets and it's basically food for free. And what we're hoping to do once the new hall is built is use those vegetables and fruit. We've had loads of fruit, raspberries, you know, you could uh, have yeah. have enough raspberries to, to make trifles for everyone. So we're hoping to use that uh, surplus food to do things like have uh, a lunch club that people can just come in and pay what they feel. So it, it's not a food bank. That's, that's very, very, you know, it, it's not. It's all about stopping waste. And mm-hmm. what we ha- we've had, we launched in September and we've had 28 volunteers sign up. We're open four days a week. And it's it's great. There's a real community buzz. And, you know, I'm sure everyone all through COVID, that is what we've been missing, isn't it? That community buzz. And uh, we're, we're starting to be back out there and people are suddenly dropping in. I was volunteering there a couple of days ago and people came, hadn't seen them for ages, you know, because of COVID. And yeah. and it was great. It's it's a meeting point. Obviously we're all very safe with the sanitizing and the social distancing and the ventilation, etc., and the masks. But uh it really works. And the best thing is it's stopping food waste and people are able to access fresh food. So, yeah. you know, what's not to like. And how perfect, as you say, kind of post-COVID, you've got this new beginning Absolutely. with a new hall as well. What, what are, you mentioned Wi-Fi, Sue. What, what, what are the new facilities is, is this um, fantastic new hall going to bring? And, and perhaps more importantly, what kind of difference do you see all of this making to the to the good people of Aberporth? Well, I mean, it, it's not not only Aberporth. We're, um, we're a sort of quite a large village on yeah. the coast, but we have uh, villages in the hinterland. We've got Parchlin, Blindporth, Blindanach. And so you've got a catchment area of about two and a half thousand people, which I know doesn't sound much by uh, <laughs> English standards, but uh, in, in West Wales, that's quite a population catchment. So yeah. the new hall... The main thing that it will be offering people is it will be open because um, the whole thing that sparked this project is uh, the hall is situated next to the Askelvathrin, which is the Welsh playgroup. And uh, what was noticed is that uh, mums were coming, you know, bus services in, in this area are very infrequent. So the bus would drop them off half an hour before the kid was uh, due to come out of, uh, of, of the playgroup. And um, we noticed that mums, you know, babies and that were standing out in the rain waiting for the children because the hall was closed, yeah. which is crazy. It's it's a community, a community facility. And exactly. instead of opening the hall for an activity and locking it, 
our new hall will be open all the time. And we're committed as well to putting on six evening social events a year. So community social event. Uh, event. It's all about bringing different gen- generations together. It's all about community interaction. And uh, it's all about combating rural isolation and uh, rural poverty. And this new hall is going to deliver all that. We're also, Aberporth was the first plastic-free village in Wales. So we're really keen on the environment. We live next to the sea. We're very proud of our clean village. And uh, we will be doing things like having energy efficient uh, lighting, energy efficient heating. We're going to have an electric car charger, bike racks, encourage people to recycle, reuse. And of course, the community fridge uh, fits in with that. So a lot of exciting projects are very much of now. I mean, as as yeah. we're talking, Johnny, we've got uh, COP26 going on. So Aberporth is is ahead of the game, if you like. Yeah, exactly. And you really are tackling the kind of social and environmental issues of now. Yes. As as you say, by by creating this uh, new community hub. So so well done. Fantastic. And you're not just focusing on the future here either. I understand there's also (laughs) an important heritage aspect. To well, all of this, this as well, yeah. To be honest, this is my favourite part of the project. Um, I'm I'm a huge local history buff. We've got a very vibrant um, history group in the village called Hannes, which is Welsh for history, Hannes Aberporth. And uh, we've been working with them. I got a small pot of money from the Heritage Lottery. And what we have, um, we've got handwritten minutes going back to 1928 and we are going to be scanning those minutes. We've had volunteers digitally transcribing them so everyone will be able to access them. And they are marvellous minutes. They they go into the War Comforts Committee when ladies were knitting scarves for our boys and uh, they they go into all the concerts that were held in the hall. I mean, our hall is or was, because it's obviously it's gone now, but it was licensed to hold 300. Well, in the 40s, they were packing 500 plus in there. So <laughs> there, yeah. were, there were no health and safety. And it's it's a snapshot of village life as it was then and its characters. And, you know, they, they were really, really community minded. So we've managed to... Um, get all these minutes uh, transcribed. And we've also put out an appeal for old photos of people enjoying events, because really that's what a village hall is about. It's about the activities that take part, you know, that happen inside it. And we've got some cracking pictures that have come up. We've got a picture of a 1970s jumble sale and you look at it and you think, oh my goodness, you know, I mean, that was recycling writ large, you know, yeah. the big pile of clothes and everyone uh, jumping in. We've got pictures of nativity plays, coffee mornings, uh, which is like concert, Welsh language concerts. So the village hall has played a part in so many people's lives. And by getting this archive to, together, we've had a bit of funding to create exhibition boards. So the, the life of the old hall will be on the wall of the new hall. So it's, it nicely brings it together. A great way of preserving that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, yeah, it's always fascinating that kind of stuff. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just imagining now perhaps a situation in a ninety to one hundred years from now where people are listening to this podcast too, and and, <laughs> and laughing, laughing about things like Wi-Fi. Why are they talking about what's that Wi-Fi <laughs> thing they're talking about? Absolutely, so on, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, we're we're all part of history, aren't we? And exactly. um, the the thing with a a village hall is that it's so many people have different memories of it and it's played you know it plays a part in family parties it plays a part in wakes it's it's there all the time so it's such a, an important asset for any community and i guess from that perspective this whole project must must really mean a lot to you personally and and to your fellow committee members of course that you are taking this significant step in the history of the whole and the village and the local community. Absolutely. And, you know, I won't say it's uh, it's all uh, sunlight and roses because no. uh, it involves a lot of uh, committee discussions. It involves a lot of, of work, you know, and uh, we, you know, like our chair is, uh, you know, I think he, he's basically taken a sleeping bag up to the, the building site. So yeah. people put in a lot of effort, but they're, they're not doing it for themselves. They're doing it for the community. It's, um, you know, we, we, we do bicker at each other as you do, you know, because we've all got that. But the most important thing is we've all got the same vision. We all know where we want to go to, you know, we, yeah. we might, <laughs> we might sort of, you know, sort of have the odd uh, sort of bicker and falling out on the way. But at the end of the day, we're all united in that is what we want to achieve. And, you know, we're, we're all signed up to that. And, and, yeah. and that's what, what keeps everybody going, really. Brilliant. And that, that sounds like one of the key things that you've, that you've learned from from this experience as well what what would your advice or or sue's top tips like <laughs> be because <laughs> I, I you know there must be other halls out there that are either considering rebuilding or, yeah. or carrying out some major renovation work or even just wanting to do things that bring bring the hall more up to date so yeah. so what yeah. what, well, what would your advice be my my advice um would be never go into something half-hearted you know yeah. if you, you jump right in you you think bold you think big and mm -hmm. you you know the bigger and bolder the better really so uh, don't do anything you know sort of timid tinkering it's always best to think right let's let's think big here we we want a really we want something that's going to last another 100 years and to be honest you know our forebears in the 1930s they thought big I mean, yeah. to, you know, build a, okay, it was steel and asbestos, but to build a village hall from scratch, that that was thinking big. And uh, yeah, that would be my main tip is to think big and, and don't, don't give up, you know, because nothing is given on a plate. You, you have to keep plugging away at it. And, you know, those grant bids have to be written and you, you have to sort of do your research. You have to talk to your community. You can't do it on your own. You've got to bring the community with you. And I think this is why our Heart of the Community Project has achieved uh, what it has, is we've brought the community with us. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll all be there when, when we're, we open the doors and uh, they'll all be ready to, to start using the, the new hall. Wonderful. Well, thanks, Sue. Thanks for thanks for sharing your experiences, and then perhaps you can come on again a little further down the lane when when you get to that point, and you can yes. give us a, well, a, a bit be, of an update. Be more than happy. I mean, it's a it's a big learning curve, and you know why reinvent the wheel if someone else has you know done something? Yet yeah, we're all more than happy to to share our experiences.
Yeah, and uh, and if you're interested in following the, the the progress of the rebuild, you can keep track of all that through updates on on Aberporth Village Hall website as well. Indeed, which, um, yeah, we we have a website which which I update actually. So there's a blog, and that shows you all the stuff that that we're doing. So we're and you know as as with any funding uh, program, you have to obviously thank your funders. So using social media, the website, you know, local media. That's uh, that's really a top tip. Yeah, well, I'll I'll definitely provide a link. Yes, please. To that yeah. on 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 our site with uh, with this episode. So, thanks again, Sue, and and good luck. Or po- what is Pobluk? Is that <laughs> Pobluk? Pobluk. Yeah, yeah. I knew I'd get it wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's quite a difficult I, language. <laughs> I, I, I'm a Geordie Sue, so I can't say English words right anyway. So <laughs> never oh, mind the Welsh one. So. <laughs> okay, that's, that's my excuse. But uh, no, thanks, thanks again, Sue. It's been uh, it's been fascinating, and as I say, genuinely good luck with uh, with everything. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all how it all pans out. Lovely, thank you, Johnny. And uh, on that note, that's all for this episode. Just a reminder that there's not much time left now to enter our wonderful villagers photo competition where you could win a thousand pound for your village hall and 500 pound for yourself the closing date is 21st of november and you can find out more about the competition on a special page on our website thanks as always to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider allied westminster for making our podcast possible and whose services you can discover more about at villageguard.com and to online booking system provider hallmaster who also sponsor our podcast and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast, a unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls, and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again in two weeks' time with another episode. So if you haven't already, please visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. Until the next time, goodbye for now.